0: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the radio show that so many of you are commenting about. How much you enjoy listening to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise Radio Show with the Money Guys, Ray Lance here giving all kinds of great advice. Good morning.
1: Good Sunday morning, Good Phil. Good Sunday morning, Ray. It's uh, glorious to be with you, and it's a glorious Sunday morning always.
0: Thank you so much. It is uh, my pleasure, actually. <laughs> I learned so much being on this show.
1: Well, we're going to learn some more today. We're going to talk about Social Security and especially why it's even more important for women to know as much as they can about Social Security than it is for men. Oh. Number one reason is really simple. Women live longer than men. Okay. And so if husbands and wives together, let's assume it's a married couple, for example, don't make the right decisions it's going to cost the woman, who typically is the surviving spouse, a lot more lost revenue. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some specifics of that and some ideas for things that you can do to improve Social Security. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally, we like to see people between the ages of 58 and 66, ideally before they start taking Social Security. But there are many, many tips. We've talked about this before. And... Um, as we begin, I have to talk about my favorite Greek philosopher <laughs> outside of Phil of course, <laughs> which is uh, our dear friend Plato. So Plato said, "A good decision is based on knowledge and not on numbers." So we're going to talk about knowledge today and knowledge of social security. Well Plato was a really wise man, wasn't he yeah. uh, He was very wise. He was amazing. He said, uh, nothing in the affairs of men is worthy of great anxiety. Really? And today it's, don't worry, be happy. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was talking about that even way back in his time, which is uh, several thousand years ago. That's right. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't give you a couple of quotations from my dear friend Ben Franklin. He's one of my favorites, as you know. He said, energy and persistence conquer all things. But he also said something interesting about our medical profession. Really, Ben Franklin said, God heals and the doctor takes the fees.
0: That is... (laughs) I like that one. That is cool.
1: Of course, today it's the insurance company that takes the fees. Right. (laughs) And uh, boy, isn't that the truth. Well, we're going to talk about Social Security today. We're going to talk about... The fact that we have some seminars coming up, we have not advertised this to the public widely on purpose. Uh, We've done mailing to a specific targeted audience. Mm -hmm. And if you are between the ages of 58 and 65, 66, and especially if you haven't started taking Social Security yet, you might want to think about coming to one of the savvy Social Security planning seminars that we're going to be doing Uh, They're coming up uh, just a couple of days. On Tuesday, September 30th, we will be at Whites of Westport. Uh, We have a fair number of people already signed up for that. On Wednesday, October 1st, we will be at the Century House in Acushnet, and both of those will be in the evening Mm -hmm. uh, from 6.30 to 7.30. It's only about an hour-long program. If you'd like to attend, call my office, 508-998-8858. And somebody will be happy to make a reservation for you. We're also going to try Thursday afternoon on October 2 at our office. So if you'd like to attend one of those seminars, give us a call. So, Phil, let's talk about Social Security. Yeah. Social Security is a very important program uh, for many people. It's their primary source of money and retirement. Right. And that's not what it was originally set up for. It was originally set up to be... An umbrella program, t- especially to help farmers um, who got old and couldn't work at the farms anymore and didn't have any money to support themselves. Right. And it was set up during 1935, during the administration of um, Franklin Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And a very, very important social program, and it's even more important today. Uh, we see a number of people who have that as their base income but have other assets, and that's always important. Um, think of Social Security as being one source of revenue for retirement. Uh, not too many people have regular pensions anymore. And uh, today, if you've worked for the government, for example, there's something called a government pension offset, which will effectively reduce or could even um, significantly eliminate most of your Social Security that you might otherwise be entitled to. Uh, a good example is uh, police, firemen, teachers, they typically don't pay into the Social Security system. They pay into the state pension system. So they will get a state pension. But sometimes you'll find people that went into teaching later in life, and maybe they have their 40 quarters, which is 10 10 years worth of working and paying into the system, and they might have some Social Security benefits. But you're greatly restricted in terms of what you can collect if you also have a government pension. Hmm. So something to think about. Um, In our office, we like to do a budget for people first when we look at a retirement income analysis. Um, And we always say that retirement income is the most important thing for most people. It's not the assets that you have. It's what income are you going to have to be able to support yourself in retirement? And the starting point, real simple, is we do a budget. We want to see what your expenses are. We want to see what your regular income sources are. And then we want to see what we can do to help you make more wise decisions about when to collect social security and there are a number of special things that you can do that will greatly uh, increase the amount of social security you will receive if you don't make the right decisions it can literally cost a hundred two hundred thousand dollars or more and making the right decisions and that doesn't mean strictly postponing it it's really some a series of wiser steps But making the right decisions for Social Security will mean that you, your surviving spouse, your family will receive far more money over your lifetime than if you don't get proper advice to do it. So let's focus a little bit on women today. Um, Women are, for the most part, not confident in um, retirement, not confident they will have enough money. There have been some important statistics and surveys done. Uh, Transamerica Insurance Company, for example, does a retirement survey, and one of the ones they did was in February of 2013, and 35% of the women surveyed said they were not too confident at all that they would have enough income to survive comfortably in retirement. Another 39% were somewhat confident, and 20% were not confident one bit that they would have enough money to survive. So between the people who weren't confident at all, 20%, and another 35% that are not too confident, 55% of all women are really not comfortable at all if they're going to have enough money to survive in retirement. Right. That's so scary. It is important to make proper decisions. Um, that's largely what we do. And um, men and women are a little different. Men tend to be a little bit more confident because I suppose they think that they can work longer if they right. had to and survive but um, most men uh, are more confident than women in that regard women in general have greater concerns about retirement uh, retirement security and yet they often do less to make sure they're going to have enough income and that's from a MetLife study of women that was done in 2011 but the the basic reality for women especially is that Uh, Historically, women have not been paid as much as men have, even for the same identical work. That's still in the news even today. Uh, Women have usually lower lifetime earnings. Social Security is based on a formula. They average your 35 years of highest earnings. Well, if you have a woman who might have stayed home for a few years taking care of young children uh, or working part-time taking care of young children, they're going to have lower lifetime earnings. Uh, They Hmm. typically will have lower pensions for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the opposite side, women live longer. They live on average anywhere from three to five years longer, sometimes even more, than men do. So if women have lower earnings and lower Social Security benefits and they're going to live longer, they have an even greater concern to make sure that they're going to have enough income to support themselves if their spouse goes first. Right. And we're obviously talking about a married couple. And if you have a few more years to work, and working longer is what more and more people are doing today, uh, then you have an opportunity to pay down debt, which is almost like rule number one. Uh, You don't want to go into retirement if you can avoid it with debt and having to pay monthly payments. Um, You want to be able to have a longer time to do more contributions to retirement savings. I've met just the past week with three or four different people, and one of the first things I'll ask them is, have you made a contribution for this year to your IRA account if you're working? If the answer is no, I'll say figure out how you can make an an IRA contribution this year. It's going to save you income taxes, it's going to lower your income, um, and you're going to get a larger tax refund. Um, reduce your retirement drawdown period if you can and most importantly and our most important topic today is how can you increase the amount of money you're going to get from the government the one of the problems we have with Social Security today is there are specific regulations that do not allow the workers who work in the Social Security office to give certain kinds of advice to people they can tell you what your earnings are If you ask them questions they can tell you this is how much you'll get in Social Security if you retire at 62 or 65 or 66. But they're not allowed to tell you about file and suspend and some of the other strategies you can use which will greatly multiply what you can collect from Social Security. You know, the regulations are there for all of us. Right. And they're complicated. And if you don't understand them or even if you think you do, Get some advice. It used to be that you could collect Social Security um, at an earlier age, and then maybe you inherit money three years later, and you say, you know what, I'm going to let my Social Security postpone for a while longer and let it accumulate so it will have a larger amount. And we saw situations in which that happened. Um, Somebody would start collecting at age 62. Maybe three or four years later, they inherit some money, and they say, I'm going to live off this money. And they could go and pay back Social Security and allow it to continue to accumulate. Well, you can do that right now only for a one-year period. So if you retire, you start taking Social Security, and then you say, whoops, I got some better advice. Maybe I shouldn't have started so early. Maybe I should let it postpone longer. Um, You've only got a one-year period now to undo that mistake because people were actually gaming the system. So the longer you live, the more you're going to collect. Um, Social Security does offer annual inflation adjustments. And for women especially, um, there are different rules to apply if you're single or if you're married or if you're divorced or if you're widowed or if you remarry. Uh, Married a second time. Uh, We're not going to be able to cover all of that today because it's a lot more complicated, but we will go into a lot of this when we do our seminars coming up. And the most important question to ask any woman who's listening today, for example, is do you qualify for Social Security benefits on your own earnings record? Did you pay into Social Security for at least 10 years? There are four quarters in a year. You have to have 40, 40 total quarters. Another question to ask is um, can you qualify on your own record and are you currently married and has your husband started receiving his Social Security benefit yet? If not, we have wonderful opportunities to to plan. The baby boomer generation right now, uh, people who were born um, during that period of time we call the baby boomers, have the greatest opportunity to plan and really maximize what they're going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, but have there been prior marriages where there is there a divorce involved in the family? If you have a divorce in your history, um, it used to be the case that a divorced woman, for example, and I'm going to continue to talk in these terms because women typically have a lower earnings record than a man does. Um, a woman could collect on the record of her. Ex-husband, if she had been married for at least 10 years. But the rules used to be that until the ex-husband went out and started to claim his Social Security benefit, she mm-hmm. couldn't collect anything at all on his record. And so some men, out of spite, would simply postpone as long as they could collecting, oh my. knowing that their ex-wife wasn't going to be able to collect until they started to collect themselves. Well, that rule, fortunately, has been changed. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, this works both ways. If you have a woman with a higher earnings record and maybe a husband who was self-employed and didn't pay much into Social Security, the ex-husband can also collect off the record of his ex-wife. Uh, so whoever has the higher earnings record, but there are many, many benefits that the uh, former spouse can be entitled to. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening today, married, uh, uh, let's say you've had a a prior marriage and you were divorced, Uh, if your marriage was at least 10 years of duration, you really ought to get advice about collecting benefits, including what's called a spousal benefit, which is a claim off the record of your former spouse. You know, a lot of people don't even know about that. Um, The first thing we have to ask is, How old are you and what is your full retirement age? So if you're born between 1943 and 1954, for example, your full retirement age is 66. If you're born after 1954, starting in 1955, then your full retirement age is a little longer than age 66. It can be 66 in two months or 66 in four months and so forth. If you're born 1960 and later, So let's see, that would make you, um, if you're born in 1960, that's 40, 50, uh, you'd be 54 years old right now. If you're 54 years of age right now, or younger, you have to wait until age 67 before you make full retirement age. Mm -hmm. So it's not the same for everybody, the rules do change. And um, I should also mention that Social Security, uh, Phil, is not gonna run out of money. A lot of times you'll see reports or you'll see somebody saying, get some advice right away. Social Security is going to run out of money. Get your money before it's too late. You know, that kind of a thing. Right. That's not true. Social Security is not going to run out of money. The system that funds it is going to have difficulties starting uh, roughly in 2033, but there are a number of proposals to try to fix that. One of the easiest ones, obviously, is they're going to make people probably wait a little longer Mm -hmm. before you start collecting. So if your full full, uh, retirement age right now is age 67 because you were born after 1960, um, they're probably going to change that in the future. It might become 68, could become 69, could become 70. So retirement is a multi-complicated task that we all have to look at and Social Security is a real important piece of it, but there are many, many other things. Make sure you have your Social Security statement, and uh, by the way, we have information that we can provide. Um, You can go into Mm socialsecurity.gov, and you can look up your Social Security record. We also have a form. You can get this from the Social Security office, or we'll send it to you with no obligations, and it's called Request for Social Security Earnings Information. Um, It allows you to fill out a paper form and mail it in, and Social Security will mail the record of all of your earnings. And that's real important because if your earnings record isn't correct, it means you're going to be losing some of the money you would otherwise receive. So you want that record Mm -hmm. to be accurate.
0: Sometimes it's difficult to access your records online if you make one simple mistake. They lock
1: you out. They lock you out. They say, whoops, you made too many inquiries on this page, and you now have to wait 24 hours and try again. Yeah. And you know why they do that? No. They're afraid somebody else might be looking to get at your Social Security record. Mm-hmm. So they've made this system so protective in that sense <laughs> that it's a little complicated to use. And if you do make a mistake and try to fix something, it sometimes locks you out. Well, they ask a the question... What uh, what bank uh,
0: gave you your uh, original mortgage? And I'm going, hmm, was that
1: Shamit? or, hmm, was
0: it First National?
1: <laughs> those are security questions. So yeah. sometimes a credit card company will ask you those questions oh my as gosh. well. And if you don't answer correctly, it's boing. You're, boing. You're yeah, I was out. locked
0: out. I said, Shamit?
1: But anyway, there are multiple ways you can go after. I want uh, that written form.
0: <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I want to write I'll give it. to you. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: old-fashioned way is probably the best. Well, sometimes it is, but we can actually do it right in the computer, right in the office while there you're you there go. and look it up for you and help mm-hmm. you set up your socialsecurity.gov account if you want to, and you, you have your own password, and then you can look it up yourself after that. There's no charge to do that, by the way. We do that as a service. But once you know what your earnings record is, you know you can find out whether it's accurate or not. If it's not accurate, you need to make sure it becomes accurate or you're going to cause yourself to lose some money. Second thing is it'll help show what your primary insurance amount is, PIA. And that's the amount that you'll get if you wait until full retirement age, let's assume it's 66 for today. Mm-hmm. It'll show you how much you're going to get per month. And let's say you're you're 60 when you look this up. That number is going to be higher when you actually go to retire because there will be additional earnings that will be pumping up your record and there will be cost of living increases added onto that uh, amount. Okay. It will also show you the amount you would receive at age 70. Very important because for many people it's going to make sense to wait until 70 to collect. And it will show the amount that you will receive at age 62. 62. Guess what's the most popular age for collecting Social Security, Phil? I think you just hit it, 62. 62. More than half of people will file at age 62 because they think it's money I'm entitled to. And, gee, I really need the money right now. Well, some people really do need the money. But if you make that decision for most people, it's the wrong decision to make. Sure. And I tell people, if you've already done it, don't beat yourself up about it. But let's look for other ways to increase your your earnings. And the worst possible mistake anybody can make, and I've mentioned, mentioned this on the air before, don't ever file for Social Security at age 62 if you plan to continue working. Because if you make more than $15,400 a year, you're still continuing to work, and you have applied for Social Security and you're collecting it every $2 that you make over that $15,400, they are going to take back $1 of your Social Security check. It's, it's a almost, waste of money. It is a waste. So, come and get some more information. Please uh, sign up for one of our seminars, especially, I mean anybody is welcome, but especially if you're between the ages of 58 and 66, we are going to cover topics on retirement income as well as Social Security, but mostly we're going to be talking about Social Security and we're going to be doing seminars on October excuse me, September 30th at White's of westport October 1st at the Century House and October 2 at our office. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll be happy to register you for our seminar. And we're going to come right back shortly and talk about some more specifics of why the right Social Security decision is even much more important for a woman. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by USA Wealth Group. And as we were talking about this in the first portion of the program, folks, the dates, times, and locations of your free, absolutely free seminars will be Tuesday, September 30th, 630 in the evening. They last about an hour at Whites of Westport in Westport. Wednesday, October the 1st, 6.30 at Century House in Cushnet, And then on Thursday, October 2nd, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at USA Wealth Group's office on Font's Corner Road. Free seminar. My goodness, you give so much great information at this. Folks, there's no reason why you shouldn't take advantage of this.
1: One of the great things we're going to provide at that seminar, and we offer it on the air as well, is there's a a really terrific guide called Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Terrific, yes. And it answers um, a lot of questions. It it doesn't tell you all the details of some of the strategies that are really important. And um, so, you know, we all grew up, uh, many of us grew up in modest backgrounds and modest income. Um, I've mentioned before that uh, I grew up, uh, you know, in a military household with very little income. Mm-hmm. And we all... We all try to improve ourselves during our lives, don't we? We, yes. we try to make the best of our lives and, and become educated if we can do that and uh, earn more. Uh, one of the great things that Benjamin Franklin said was, having been poor is no shame, but being ashamed of it is. Ah. So I've never been ashamed of my background, and I'm you know, pleased with what I've been able to accomplish during my lifetime. But absolutely, absolutely. If you grew up in modest backgrounds, don't ever be ashamed of that. Uh, That's right. Just always do something you can to improve uh, yourselves. And watch your expenses. Um, Benjamin Franklin uh, once said, Beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink a great ship. Nice. He was so smart. Mm-hmm. A he small was. leak. Yeah. And no matter what we do in life, we have to keep plugging and we have to keep working. We have to keep trying to do things. That's always been the philosophy that I've lived by. Did you ever hear of the uh, football coach, Vince Lombardi? Uh,
0: Once, yeah. once or twice? uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) He was a driven man and with a great success record. Um, And he said once, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. Amen. And I always liked that particular expression from him. That's right. And one last thing I want to give you from uh, coach Vince Lombardi. He said, winning is a habit unfortunately so is losing (laughs) that is so profound isn't that great Mm -hmm. i like that a lot yes so let's move on and talk about why social security is such an important concept for women Mm -hmm. and we've mentioned already that women live longer than men they typically may have a lower earnings record not always um than their husband and in 2012 um The average annual Social Security income for women, 65 and older, was $12,500. For men of that same age, it was Mm $16,400. This is directly from Social Security and AARP information. And the main difference is that women haven't been in the workforce as long as men have been because they've been stay-at-home moms helping to take care of children and so forth. So Social Security is not less important to women. It's actually more important to women. And the timing, let's say it's a single woman and who has a lower earnings record.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, A woman might be better off in that circumstance deferring as long as possible so that she ends up with a higher amount because it will be a higher amount for the rest of her life. And so, for example, here's a quick tip. We've mentioned this before. Um, If a woman has an IRA account, let's say, or can get by living on savings for a while and postpone and defer taking Social Security, then she's going to have a larger Social Security check, and that will be with her for the rest of her life. Okay. On the other hand, the natural instinct for many people is to say, well, gee, I'm 62, I'm going to retire, I'm going to take my Social Security now, and I'm going to hang on to my savings, I'm going to hang on to my IRA, and I'm not going to take that until I'm 70 and a half when I have to. Often the opposite decision is a much better economic decision. You might be far better to drain down some of an IRA account or drain down some of a savings account, for example, to live on and wait until you're 65 or wait until you're 66 or Mm -hmm. wait until you're 70 and then start taking Social Security. The difference between age 66 and age 70 is a 32% increase. That's one-third higher benefit. It goes up from age 66 to age 70. It goes up 8% a year. Mm -hmm. Another way to look at it is to say, if you've got money in the bank, are you making an 8% return on your money? Mm -hmm. Well, the answer today is no, you're not. So think about making an 8% greater return on your social security benefit at age 66 by simply waiting one more year. That's a better return than the bank rates that you're making right now. So take money out of your bank if you happen to have it there. Use that to live on and postpone taking social security. Um, Social security is designed to help young mothers and their children also in the event that uh, the main breadwinner becomes disabled. This is not just social security retirement, it's old age and disability, old age uh, social security and disability income program. And there can be benefits for a, a woman in a marriage situation as well if the husband becomes disabled. So men live uh, not, as long, not as long as women do. Um, women live a lot longer on average. Uh, in, again in 2012, to quote AARP, Women who lived, who reached the age of 65, rather, could expect to live on average another 21 and a half years, until about age 86. Mm-hmm. So, if you are a female and you're age 65, you can typically expect to live to at least age 86. Uh, whereas men would typically uh, live about two years shorter than that. So, women do live longer than men. It's a mixed blessing. I mean, you need to make sure you've got enough income. Spousal benefits are very important. Uh, they're probably more important for women than they are for men. We're going to talk about this and show some actual numbers example at the seminars that we're going to be doing. But um, a woman is entitled to collect, a man is as well, but a woman can collect a spousal benefit. Uh, she has to be 60 years of age or older. And um, if her um, if her benefit is... Um, Going to be a spousal benefit, she can claim as much as 50% of the husband's Social Security benefit. Now, you have to do some certain things to make that happen. And the best age for her to do that is age 66 or greater. So let's assume the husband and wife are both age 66. Mm -hmm. The husband can file for a Social Security benefit, and his wife can decide, I'm going to get Social Security, but my benefit is going to be much less. So I'm going to let mine postpone until I'm 70 and take it at age 70. In the meantime, she can get a 50% benefit, 50% of whatever the husband's benefit is. And there are many other examples of how that can be done. So let's say the husband collects $2,000 in Social Security, or that's the benefit he's entitled to collect at age 66. She can get a spousal benefit of $1,000. The other thing this couple can do is age 66, full retirement age for this couple. Husband is only going to get is going to get $2,000. He says, you know what? I don't want to take the $2,000 now. I want to wait until I reach age 70 because I'm going to have 32% more. Um, I'm going to get about $2,640 if I wait until I'm 70 mm-hmm. per month. <coughs> he can do what's called file and suspend. He can file for his benefit. Mm-hmm and he can suspend it and wait until 70 to collect the much larger amount. But guess what? His wife can also apply for a spousal benefit. In the amount that he would have been receiving at age 66, the $2,000, she can collect a $1,000 spousal benefit. Many people don't understand these rules and how they work, and it is complicated. The Social Security regulations are 20,000 pages long. Mm -hmm. And the irony is because so many mistakes can get made, the Social Security workers are not allowed to sit down and help you and calculate, here's how you do your spousal benefit, here's what you're going to get if you do it this way, here's what you're going to get if you do it that way. They're prohibited by regulation from giving this advice. I wonder why. Well, think about what happens at IRS tax season. Every year there's some local reporter who goes out and takes a set of dummy numbers and visits four or five IRS offices And asks for help preparing his tax return. And he'll get five different responses and five different answers on how to fill out his tax return. They don't have the expertise, ironically, to be able to do this and to get it right. It's too complicated. Mm -hmm. So most people think, well, Social Security is really simple. I'm going to sign up at 62 or I'm going to wait until I'm going to be 65 and collect more money or age 66. It's a lot more complicated the spousal benefit is complicated. The rights of divorced spouses are complicated. The ability to file and suspend and claim now and then claim a larger benefit later are complicated. And um, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your spouse to get the most money you can. It's your money. Yeah, You've paid in. You're entitled to do these things. But if you don't understand how to do it, you're going to just leave more money on the table for the government. Now, if I'm making,
0: let's say, $70,000 a year, Ray, would would I get a higher Social Security check making that amount of money compared to somebody who's making 40000
1: Yes, but it's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. The answer, The short answer is yes, because you will have paid more money in wages... And more money into the social security system, and they do an average of 35 years. So, if you're making $70,000 right now, presumably you've made a little bit higher, you know, during the prior years, or, or you know, mm-hmm. a higher wage over the higher or the earlier years. And that means your overall average is going to be higher than somebody who is earning at a lower level. I see. And therefore, yes, you're going to absolutely get more money. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I said earlier that the the most favored age that most people collect Social Security is age 62, mostly because they just don't know any better. The second most popular age is age 65 when people need to sign up for Medicare insurance. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, in order to collect Medicare benefits and sign up for Medicare, I must have to sign up for Social Security. That's not the case. Uh, You don't have to. You can apply for Medicare benefits. And what happens when you are collecting Social Security and then you reach age 65, they're gonna deduct that out of your Social Security check. Mm -hmm. So what happens, for example, at age 65 and you're not collecting Social Security, how do you pay for Medicare? They're gonna send you a bill. Ah. They're gonna send you a statement. Really? Yep, and so uh, it's much easier, it's just as easy to do it that way and to pay into Medicare. And then when you start to collect Social Security later at age 66 or age 70, they'll simply start deducting the premium from your Social Security benefit. So don't assume that when you go down to sign up for Medicare at age 65, it means you have to sign up for Social Security. That's just not the case. But this is a benefit you can absolutely count on. It's going to be there for the rest of your life. Um, The reason to delay benefits is to have a larger check for the rest of your life. And for many people, um, if you file before full retirement age, let's say it's the age 66, your benefit's going to be permanently reduced for the rest of your life. And as I said, for every $2 you make over $15,480. If you're younger than age 66 and you want to collect Social Security and you're making more than $15,480, every $2 over that, They simply take $1 back from your Social Security check. You've just wasted money. And the spousal benefits, I won't go into more detail right now. I just do want to say that for men listening today, it it really is important to think if you're married, you want to be as protective as you can to make sure that you're going to get the maximum survival benefit to help your spouse when you're gone. If your benefit's going to be larger than your wife's, you want her to be able to collect your benefit Um, I didn't explain that. I will very briefly. Husband and wife both collecting Social Security. Let's say the wife's benefit is less than the husband's. The husband dies before the wife. She can now take his benefit, the larger check, instead. Uh, I think most people are familiar with that particular rule. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Do you apply or do you do that for your customers? We can absolutely do that, um, but it's also as simple as notifying Social Security and giving them a death certificate. Uh, There's also a burial benefit. It's a small benefit. Um, I'm not going to remember the amount. I think it was $255, something like that. And often the funeral home will put the paperwork in and have that go directly to the funeral home. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of an old-fashioned kind of a benefit in a way. I'm not sure why they keep it. They could probably save um, a lot of money for the Social Security system by just eliminating that small benefit that really doesn't amount to a lot, does it? Right. No, it doesn't. But... um, Most importantly, don't file before full retirement age if it's at all possible. Mm -hmm. And don't overlook the fact of getting spousal benefits. Uh, We've had people in our office before where the husband had been collecting Social Security for a number of years at a much higher amount. And the wife was just now approaching 66, and she was going to apply for her own, and she had never heard of the spousal benefit. Really? And we were able to have her collect the spousal benefit at a much greater payment amount than what she would have received if she had applied for her own. And it was thousands of dollars. No. Uh, very significant benefit. Will folks uh,
0: find out a lot about what you're talking about uh, at your three
1: seminars? Yes. Um, we do a slideshow. The entire presentation lasts about one hour. Uh, there's time for questions. We will be passing out the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security. Um, we also offer the opportunity to do a free no obligation analysis if you get us the data on what are your social security earnings and show us your social security statement or we'll help you look it up we can do a software calculation and we can show you a number of different scenarios in black and white uh... we use three different software programs we like one better than the other but we can do three and we'll show you the optimal age that you should be collecting social security for you and your family that will maximize the benefits for you. And you can, you can walk out with a written report that says, here's your break-even point. If you start collecting, if you wait until 70, for example, how long do you have to live before you would have made up the break-even if you had started to collect at age 62 instead? Right, right. So, yes, we'll do that. Um, we'll also offer the opportunity to help you look at your budget and um, a free consultation to look at your entire retirement income picture okay it's so important and you need to you need to coordinate benefits Uh, you need to make sure that if you have a pension or if you have an IRA that that's gonna dovetail in with how and when and why you collect Social Security Mm -hmm. it's it's the single biggest biggest pension if you will that most people have Social Security and if you don't get it right you've only got one year to make a do-over If you go beyond that, then you've just shot yourself in the foot. You can't go backwards after that and say, I made a mistake. Right. So, by all means, please come if you have interest. If you are, even if you're already retired and probably even if you've started to collect Social Security, you may have questions about handling some of your other assets. What if you don't have enough income? Mm. Uh, That's an issue for many people. Uh, We'll... We've got two or three slides that we'll talk about reverse mortgages and pros and cons. Uh, We've got some information about taking your minimum distributions. I went to somebody else's seminar recently because I like to find out what other people are doing. Oh, yeah? And uh, the information was mostly accurate, but I didn't like the fact that there was discussion about, gee, if you've got a pension, which really they were talking about an IRA account, um... We can show you how you don't have to report that as, as income on your income tax return. And people kept asking questions, well, how could you possibly do that? And right. they were being evasive about it. Yeah. And I finally figured out what they were trying to suggest to people is, you know, come to the office and we'll show you. What, what they wanted to oh, do is wow. take your IRA account and convert it over to a Roth IRA account. And if you do that, you've got to pay income taxes because it's as if you've cashed out your IRA account. And sure, you end up with a Roth IRA, and now when you take your Roth out later, it's not going to be taxable income. But it has to be there for five years, and you have to pay income taxes when you take it out of your traditional IRA to roll it over into your Roth. Mm -hmm. I discuss Roth conversions with many people, and very few people are really in a logical position to do that. Right. Um, It's just not a suitable strategy. So I didn't like that. But in any event... um, Survivor benefits are critical, especially for the surviving wife, if that's the person who's going to survive. And we want to make sure that money is going to be as large as possible. Um, And another really good reason for that is very simple. If you've got a husband and wife and they're both receiving a Social Security check and the husband dies, yes, the wife can receive the husband's larger Social Security check, but hers is going to go away. So they're no longer going to be receiving two checks into the household. They're only going to be receiving, the surviving spouse will only be receiving the one check. Mm -hmm. So if you had the wife receiving $1,200 a month and the husband was receiving $2,400 a month, that's $3,600. Yep. So Mm -hmm. when the husband dies first, she can still get the $2,400, the husband's larger amount. But she's no longer going to get the $1,200 that she had been receiving. Yes. So another reason to think about making sure you're going to look into the file and suspend strategies and some of the other things that will entitle you to get the maximum benefit from your Social Security that you've paid into. Mm -hmm. This is uh, your money. So extremely important to coordinate survivor benefits. We're going to show a lot more actual examples at the conferences we're doing Uh, If you would like to attend and learn more about retirement income planning in general and Social Security in particular, uh, please come. A lot of useful information. Uh, There isn't any obligation to do anything, but we want to educate you even more than what we can do in the space of uh, the short radio program. So give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we'd be happy to register you for one of our seminars. And again... Thank you so much for listening. Every week we get people who call up after the show and say, I'd like to get one of your free reports, and we send them out right away. They really are terrific. So thank you, Phil. Good Sunday morning, everybody. You betcha, Ray. Thank you.
0: And once again, folks, those dates for the free seminars, Tuesday, September 30th at 630 Whites of Westport. Wednesday, October 1st, 6.30 at the Century House. And Thursday, October 2nd, 2 o'clock in the afternoon at USA Wealth Group's office on Fawns Corner Road. And USA Wealth Group is so pleased to bring you this excellent radio program each and every Sunday. Until next Sunday, on behalf of Ray Lance and USA Wealth Group, so long, everybody.